Well, we're still here. Yep. I'm still covering for you. <laughs> yes. You need to get back to doing stories or we're going to start losing listeners. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I mean, I agree. I need to get back to do stories, but I don't think we're going to lose listeners. I hope not. Watch, hope. We'll, we'll gain listeners and then when I <laughs> no, come back, no, no, we'll no. lose. <laughs> Stop. That's bad. It would be bad. Yes. <laughs> So I had a dream a couple of nights ago. I'm sure it came about because I had been thinking about what story to do. Yeah. And that day I had been thinking about how I needed to get my license updated to make sure I can fly to go to your cousin's wedding. Yes. I dreamt we were back for the wedding and we were at a family gathering. <laughs> so we weren't actually at the wedding or the reception yet. Yeah. Someone there asked us if we could record our podcast, <laughs> like a live recording, I guess, while everyone was together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that seems kind of vain, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking people would be approaching us, <laughs> asking these things. What, did, I, did we say yes? I get to, yeah. Okay. I hope it's more of a nightmare thing where I'm scared of doing like a live broadcast yeah right at least i didn't dream that people were coming up asking for our autograph oh my gosh <laughs> that would be bad yeah either way though way to make my niece's wedding about us <laughs> <laughs> well it's not like we did it if they yeah. asked well i was dreaming about that <laughs> sorry r yeah whatever she doesn't listen to us anyway Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back to the reason I bring that up was because in the dream we were talking about after they asked, you and I were talking about what we would do for the episode. And I remember saying we should do some stories about Sacramento. Hmm. In the dream, it was because someone there was from Sacramento. Although I don't have any family that's actually from there or lived there so yeah. not really sure where that came from watch her fiance's family ends up being from <laughs> sacramento you just like predicted it yeah that'd be weird but since i dreamt it now we have to do an episode about sacramento yes so when you can when you're back to being able to get stories together you'll have to find something in sacramento and i'll find some haunted stuff there okay just not a live recording uh, no i can't <laughs> Anyway, I was thinking about places we could add to our places to visit list. Of course, New Orleans is already on the list. Yeah. But for places to visit while we are in New Orleans, I thought we could add the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum. I've never heard of that. I didn't either until I ran across it, but it looks like a very cool place. Aside from the hauntings. Yeah. First, I have to give the history. Yeah. I promise this leads somewhere. 
<laughs> Maybe not anywhere interesting, but we'll see what happens. As you can imagine, back in the 1800s, the pharmacy industry wasn't highly regulated. Yeah. Pretty much anyone could call themselves a pharmacist and sell people whatever concoctions they could create. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. And they performed procedures because back then pharmacists also took on the role of physician and would diagnose and treat people. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if people in the future will be looking back at this time (laughs) saying, what the hell were we thinking? Yeah. (laughs) Why do you think like robot doctors are going to be a thing? I don't know. I just think, you know, will they think our medical now is so archaic? How did they do that to their bodies? Probably. (laughs) Hoping that things get better in the future for medical. Yes. Yes, hopefully. Back then, though, there was no real regulation, which resulted in dubious medical treatments. Bloodlettings, leeches, Uh, mercury injections. That does not sound healthy. Yeah. Plants, minerals, animal parts, insects, et cetera, et cetera, would be crushed and blended into medical medicine concoctions. Hmm. Who came up with that? I don't know. I think, I don't know how they figured this stuff out or just were trying stuff, right? It sounds like, you know, when you're a kid and you just put like random stuff outside in a bowl to make a potion. (laughs) That's exactly what it sounds like. Or you get those chemistry sets and just start throwing shit together, (laughs) see what happens. Hoping it doesn't blow up. They also had to deal with the doctors using a lot of addictive drugs, like opium, causing a lot of addiction problems. Yeah. And of course, New Orleans was a hot spot for disease in the 1700s. You know, it was hot, humid. There was no real sanitation standards. Yeah. And the city flooded frequently. Oh, wow. Complicating the sanitation standards. Yes, that makes sense. (laughs) Floating poo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And being a port city, sailors and other visitors brought with them things like cholera, smallpox, malaria, and yellow fever. So not too surprising that Louisiana was the first state to start regulating the industry when they passed a law in 1804 requiring a licensing exam to become a pharmacist. After the, what's that? Now, how many people who were playing doctor lost their jobs after that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that they were grandfathered in as far as this only pertained to people wanting to become a pharmacist. Not Uh, people who were already. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, but I'm guessing that's probably what happened. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, everybody would be out, right? (laughs) (laughs) After the bill was passed, a board of reputable pharmacists and physicians was established to administer a three-hour oral exam. Oh, my gosh. Louis J. Dufio, who's the guy from Amityville? DeFeo? DeFeo, yeah. I keep wanting to say DeFeo. That's what I first saw when you were saying (laughs) it. It's DeFeo. DeFeo. Became the first licensed pharmacist when he passed the exam in 1816. Oh, wow. He moved to New Orleans with his family sometime around 1800, 1803 timeframe. I think he was about 12 to 15 at the time. 
His father and brother were pharmacists. They opened up a pharmacy. He went back to Paris to study, and then he graduated from the College of Pharmacy in 1816 in Paris. Oh, wow. Returned to New Orleans and was the first person to pass the exam, thus becoming the first licensed pharmacist in the U.S. Wow. He married in 1819, eventually having seven children, only four of which lived past childhood. Oh. Yeah. He built a townhouse in the French Quarter. The first floor was where he opened his pharmacy in 1823, and the second floor was where he lived with his family. So he had his practice for a few decades. In 1855, he sold the business and building, and Dr. Joseph Dupas took over the pharmacy. Wow. Rumors began to circulate that Dr. Dupas engaged in unethical practices and experiments on the second floor of the shop. Uh-huh. It was also said that he added voodoo rites and rituals to his practice. Not to imply that there's anything wrong with voodoo rites and rituals. Yeah. I don't think it was unusual for a pharmacist at that time in New Orleans to sell voodoo medicines. Yeah. But I think they did it mostly under the counter type yeah. of thing. It's not that there's anything wrong. It's just there's a yeah, humane not saying, way to do it and an inhumane way. Yes. Not saying anything against voodoo. Yeah. We don't need any more curses. No. Total respect. Yes. And Dr. Dupas allegedly experimented on pregnant slaves uh-huh. using unknown drugs and poisons that resulted in birth defects, miscarriages, or death to the baby, and sometimes death to the mother. He also allegedly performed amputations without anesthetics, and also allegedly performed the occasional trephination, which is the drilling of the hole into the skull. Uh, nope. (laughs) It is said that neighbors claim to see patients entering the building, but not leaving. They weren't suspicious? I think they were suspicious, but I don't know what they did about it. Speculation was that when one of his patients died, they would be taken out the back to a waiting carriage, but nobody knows how many victims there might have been or where the remains might have been taken. Hmm. Now, I want to stress here that Dupas was rumored to do these things. Yes. I did not run across anything that presented proof. Not saying these things didn't happen, just that I'm not aware of any proof of the accusations. Yeah. I feel like back then it was very easy to accuse people without proof. Yeah. wonder if he knew Madame LaLaurie. <laughs> this is around the same time frame. Pretty yeah. close. Yeah. They're buddies. Yeah. After Dupas died in 1867 from complications of syphilis, ew, Mm-hmm. The building exchanged hands many times and eventually fell into disrepair. At some point, one of the mayors of New Orleans purchased the property and donated it to the city. Hmm. And after restorations, the museum opened in 1950. Pretty early. Yeah. There are, of course, some hauntings and eerie occurrences to discuss. Thus why I am talking about it. <laughs> 
But I think the history of early medicine is just as fascinating as the hauntings. Yeah, it is. And probably scarier. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. I don't think the museum itself openly advertises that it's haunted. Their focus seems to be on educating visitors on the history of pharmacology and its history in New Orleans, but nothing wrong with drawing people in with a few ghosts. Yeah, I don't know why they don't use that. Yeah, because it really seems like a fascinating place. You know, I learned about it because of the hauntings, but I was fascinated by the museum beyond the hauntings. Yeah. So just to visualize a little bit, the walls and counter cases are filled with bottles and jars showing what the pharmacy would have been like at that time. Yeah. And they seem to have a large collection of various medical instruments. Hmm. I don't think they have very many items from the original pharmacy. After the years of neglect, there wasn't much left, I don't think. Yeah. I believe they did find some items buried in the courtyard of the building like syringes and bottles. Uh. But it looks like they have done a great job of collecting original items from other pharmacies and sources in the area to go along with the recreations that they have on display. It's interesting. Yeah. So Dr. Dupas is believed to be the most active ghost. The ghost of a short, stocky, late, middle-aged man with a mustache has been seen roaming the building. Wearing Dupas signature brown suit and brown top hat. What? <laughs> no, it's just a top hat. Yeah, it was common back then. Uh, that's true. But I feel like for a pharmacist, it's really weird. Why? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hat should they wear? I don't know. What, did they not have white coats back then? I don't know. <laughs> I did not research that. Sorry. No, I didn't <laughs> expect that you would. <laughs> His ghost is believed to be the one who opens cabinets, throws books or knocks them off the shelves and counters, moves items, rearranges things in the locked displays, and frequently sets off the burglar alarm. (laughs) What made him so mad that he has to throw books around? I don't know. Well, Disrespectful. Yeah. Well, he didn't sound, if the rumors are true, he didn't sound like a very respectful guy to begin with. No. But you think that if he, wouldn't he still think that's his pharmacy so he'd respect it? Maybe he thinks there's invaders in his pharmacy and he's pissed off. Makes sense. Can ghosts see us? (laughs) Do you think the burglar alarm scares him? Because I imagine that wasn't a thing back then. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, what the hell is that noise? (laughs) There has been a woman sighted in the courtyard, although they are not sure who it is. Some speculate that she is one of Dupas' victims. And two children, a boy and a girl, have been seen in the building and out in the courtyard. They are believed to be two of DeFeo's children, Delphine and Remus, that died there when they were young. Yeah. There have been reports of visitors being shoved from behind when they are on the stairs. Jeez. I didn't read whether it was when they're going up or down or both. I would think going down would be more malicious Yeah. than being nudged while you're walking up the stairs. Wouldn't you be more offended if you got pushed while you're going down? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder, like, if it would be bad to mock them. Like, oh, you're going to push me up the stairs? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would be mocking anyone. 
any unseen hands pushing me. I wouldn't mock either, but I'm just curious. Or I'd be holding onto the rail real tight when I went down. Yeah. <laughs> Confuse them and slide down the rail. <laughs> <laughs> and pregnant women have reported feeling nauseated and or experience abdominal cramps while on the second floor. Oh, my God. Wait, they go on the second floor knowing that someone pushes people? Yeah, well, I don't think anybody's been, like, pushed down the stairs or anything. They just they just say people have felt a, you know, shove. Yeah. But not that they've pushed them so hard that they fell over or anything. I yeah. didn't hear any of that. Hmm. What happens if you do fall? Sue the coast. <laughs> if you, like, trip and fall on your own... But you're like so embarrassed, so you just blame the ghost oh, that's yeah. been like shoving. <laughs> Maybe they have you sign a waiver before you go in. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was it. A lot of history to get to a little bit of ghost story. No, but it's interesting though. It is. It does sound like a really interesting place. Yeah. So I would enjoy going to check it out. Yeah. So we got to do a cross-country road trip. Yeah. Except not road trip, because being in the car that long sounds horrible. That's <laughs> <laughs> so why you got to make stops along the way. Well, yeah. Visit all the haunted places across the country. Yeah. Got anything? Unfortunately, I don't think so. Let's wrap it up then. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night.